We have hope in, in Jesus Christ. And so we look to him. Right. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Right. You know, he started the work. He's able to perform it, able to complete it. So all we have to do is trust in him. And the Bible tells us to endure to the end. It says he, he's not the God of the, the dead, but the living. It says he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Jacob. He still is. Mm-hmm. Not he was, he is. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome once again to the Way to Go podcast. I am Bill McMinn from Eagleville Bible Church, and along with me is Isaac Chappelle, the pastor of the Jefferson Community Church of God in Christ. And I got all those words in the right order, right? You did well. <laughs> I mean, you know, I had Isaac come on. And all. We, we're in a pastor's group together, so we get to meet once a month and pray, and I love to hear this guy pray because you do a great job, man. Whenever you're praying, <laughs> I love it. I just love to hear it. I love to hear your heart, man. Well, I, I like to pray. Good. I like to pray, and um, so we just look to the Lord to um, give us what to say. Right. You know. If you didn't hear the last podcast, and this is the first one you're hearing, Isaac lost his wife uh, back last September. Uh, she got COVID and uh, passed away. He had COVID as well and uh, survived it, so we were talking about mourning, so I asked him to come in. Well, let's talk about grief because a lot of people are going through it, and as I told you before the show started, I mean, now somebody just lost their son. Uh, somebody I was talking to two, three weeks ago just lost their daughter. Another young lady I used to know that used to come to church once in a while was involved in our youth group years ago. She took her own life. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. you see so much of it all the time. And, and it's grief, not only of losing a loved one, it uh, could be a job, could be a relationship, sure. a breakup, uh, whatever it is. But speaking specifically to the hope that we have in Christ, uh, one of the things where I believe really uh, helps people is knowing that God made us to live. And it says in John eleven twenty five through 26, Jesus said to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? And this is, he's talking to a woman who just lost her brother. And he said, everyone who believes in me will live even if they die. And this is Christ talking about, and really, I think could be a good synopsis verse of what he's all about. I mean, Mm -hmm. he came here so that we believe in him, we'll have life. Sure. He's not the coffin and the death. He is the resurrection and the life. And that's the importance of Christ to humanity, the importance of Christ to us, to your life, to your wife, our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I mean, this is relevant. I mean, he, even if you die, you will live. Yes. I am, um, thanks for sharing that, Pastor. I'm uh, actually looking at a message for, for this Sunday and the scripture is, he that comes to Christ must first believe right. that he is and that he's a rewarder that diligently seeks him. You know, and and, and we've been teaching, um, training the heart. Right. That the heart is wicked. Right. You know, and a lot of people don't realize that when they were born, they were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. 
And so it's the heart that that um, God is concerned about. Right. And so we we have to yield our soul and our heart to him. Right. And allow those things that are not of him to die. Right. And uh, bring those things under subjection through prayer and fasting so that so that we can live. Right. Because once we, we can't live um, the abundant life that he has called us to, you know, when, when we're um, doing our own thing. Right. Living in self-righteousness, you know, but uh, when, we, when we live for him. Well, I think there's two two aspects. Like when I think about life that he came, you know, I came to give you life and life to the full. So mm-hmm. John ten ten. Yes. To me, a lot of times Christianity, and, and it's important in grief to look at eternal life because the person's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. So to know they live eternally is huge. If you're looking at your sure. own life to know that it's not, Christianity is not just about eternal life mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's about new life today. Today, yes. Right. And so that is an important distinction to to realize. But that God so loved this world that he didn't want us dying. He didn't want us perishing because right. death is all about separation. I mean, that's that's what it is. The spirit separates from the body. Yes. The second death talked about in the Bible is the spirit separating from God. Mm-hmm. And that's lethal. That's horrendous. And I don't care. You could put me in Hawaii. If God's not there, I don't want to be there. It's just that simple. Mm-hmm. The reason we have sun, the reason we have rain, the reason we have seasons, the reason we have love, the reason we have joy in our heart is because of the existence and the presence of God. You take that presence away, and it's going to be a pretty mean-spirited place. Yes. And hell is not a place you want to be. And so I look at that. Yeah, I want to, I don't want that, that death. And so it's a great comfort to know there's eternal life because God loved us so much. He didn't want mm-hmm. us to perish. But anyone who believes can have eternal life. That's the hope that we have in Christ. Right, right yeah. absolutely. Now, here's another passage. I, I really like this one. It took me a long time, Isaac, to really, I think, get a hold of it, maybe to the point that it's something I would reference in funerals. Mm-hmm. Like, you can say, all of us, you know, we've read our Bible, and we read it this year, that year, whatever year. But this is a verse that, you know, became more and more of a standout verse over the, let's say, last decade. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 5, says, We know that at the earthly tent we live in is destroyed. We have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. So our this body here is like a tent. Mm-hmm. What you get in heaven is like a home. There's a big difference between a tent out back and your home. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It's not even close. Now, he said, We groan longing to be clothed and said with our heavenly dwelling. When we're clothed, we'll not be found naked. And while we're in this tent, we groan in our burden because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed. So that, now this is, the, this is the phrase right here I'm about to read that I really want you to latch hold of. So that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And that's a description of what it is when we die. What is mortal, perishable, we're, we're getting older. You have white hairs, I have white hairs. Mm. We didn't have white hairs, let's say, 20, 30 years ago. When we started ministry, perhaps we right, could say we didn't right. have white hair. But we, we've got white hairs now, and we realize, hey, we're not, you know, you've had a recent, you know, mini stroke. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get my own pains and stuff. I've had COVID myself, too. But I can tell, yeah, you can't run as fast. You can't move as well. You, you're not right. as strong as you right. used to be. Right. We're mortal. And we're heading towards this ultimate thing called death. But it says here that death is when we're swallowed up by life. And that is not how we look at it when people pass away. We always say, they died, 
mm-hmm. not that they are alive, right? Because mm-hmm. we look at it like, you know, if they're the lure and the big old bass is swallowing them up, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Unless you threw that jitterbug out there. We used to love when we were kids, you know, mm-hmm. go fishing yeah. and pulling across and that big old bass, you want it to come swallow it up. Well, what swallows you up is life, not yes. death. Yes. And it's the total opposite of actually how we think of it because we don't see them anymore. It's death. And yeah, physically they're separated from us, but they're still alive. Yeah, well, the scripture tells the scripture that I, I love is um, absent from the body, present with the Lord. Right. We are one heartbeat away right. from being standing before our Lord and Savior. Right. You know, so so that that's that's kind of uh, how I look at it, how right. I present it. You know, um, so. So yeah, we're we're just so, we are swallowed up in life because right. He is life. Right, Jesus is life. Right, and uh, He came to give us abundant life right. down here and hereafter. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And it said, "Is God the one who fashioned us for this very purpose? Is God?" And so I I like that because people blame God when a loved one dies. Mm-hmm. If God forbid a child dies, if your spouse dies, if one of your kids die. There's a lot of, that's your fault, God. You you did this mm-hmm. to me because somehow in our mind, God is all about killing people. When, in fact, it says, God, the purpose of God is that we be swallowed up by life. The purpose of God is that we live. The reason he sent Jesus Christ is so that we can have eternal life. Mm-hmm. Death is not his thing. Death is the enemy that Christ came to destroy. Death is considered an enemy not a friend of God. Not right. a God's God's here to bring the opposite of death. So to me, you know, you have to think about how frustrated God must get at times when people are blaming him mm-hmm. for the exact thing he came to overcome. The exact thing that he hates as much as we do. Mm-hmm. It's his enemy and we're we're calling all oh, that's your ally. That's what yeah, you know. Yeah. I like the I like the other part of this scripture here it says for this very purpose. Um he has fashioned us for this very purpose who has given us the spirit right as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come right so we thank god for his holy spirit right. that he and that that's a good word deposits right you know he 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 places his spirit within us right to empower us to go through oh he does that, that whole transition that whole process he gives us power to 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 go through that i think even to the process of you know if, if you're grieving if you're going through i mean you have the holy spirit if you're angry you have the holy spirit to calm mm-hmm. you down if you feel alone you have the holy spirit to show you love right mm-hmm. i mean all those things i think are so hugely important and then there's another thing so that you know god made us to live uh we will see them again jesus said he was the bread of life and that they needed to be believing in him and i love this this part of it he said in verse 37 all the father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me i will never drive away and i was like i've used this so many times at funerals where because sometimes people you know they come to christ they stray away they i'm like look anyone has ever come to christ he's never going to drive away so i think there's hope there but he said my father's will in verse 40 is that everyone who looks to the son and believes in him shall have eternal life i'll raise him up at the last day that's hopeful i'm going to raise him up at the last day sure there's this thing called eternal life i'm going to raise them up and that's our confidence that our loved one really when you go to the grave they're not really there mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, they're they're not there, but their spirit is right is is gone. Correct. And right. um and so um so we do have that confidence, you know, knowing that God is ever present. Ever right. present. Um so well, it's going to be quite a reunion someday. It talks about the rapture in First uh, Thessalonians 4. And mm-hmm. so it's talking about God's going to come back and we, we're going to be caught up and the dead in Christ will be rise first. So mm-hmm. if, let's say, if you're alive, Christ comes back, your wife's going to be there first. Mm-hmm. Dead in Christ will rise first. Sure. And then we who are alive will be caught up together with them. And it says in verse 17, after that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds and meet the Lord in the air. And so will we be with the Lord forever. And one thing that I've always liked about that is together with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Together. Yeah. yeah. That's why he says don't grieve like people who don't have hope. To someday we're gonna be together with them. Sure. I um when my wife passed, um the question was where where should we bury her? Right. And uh so we decided to um there was a, a plot next to her sister and her sister had passed already, and so she was buried there. And right across from her uh, was her mother. And then uh, six months after my wife passed, her father, which was our former pastor, passed away. Oh, wow. Well, he's buried right there. So I said, well, in the great getting up morning, they're all going right. to rise together. And so that would just be wonderful. Who do you look forward to seeing? Oh my goodness! I look forward to seeing all of them, uh, just before mentioned, and my my father and mother, and um, and all the saints and and, and right. Christians that uh, I had a part in their life. They had a part in my life. It's just going to be a glorious time, right? Glorious. Yeah, time. I look forward to seeing my dad. I look forward to seeing my grandma. Yeah, and you know you my know, grandpa, my grandpa, my one grandpa. I haven't seen him since you know he died when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen him in a good long time, and uh, I look forward to that day. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll all be uh, together, and um, I'm sure um, we'll, we'll we'll see them. We'll see uh, David. We'll see uh, all the prophets and different ones, and uh, but but the one we want to see is is Jesus, right? We want to see him. That's going to be an amazing day. You know, I, mm-hmm. I think about the the feel of it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, it is going to be amazing. And the hope of living again, that this life is not all there is. It's really, one time they, they asked me to come to a, you know, a group of, talk about death. And they had a bunch, they had atheists there. They had me there. And the atheists just believed that we're just all whatever random atoms and, we're just going to, whatever, disperse, and there's no life. There's nothing of you left. Mm. And to me, what would be the motivation? Like Paul said, if, if there's no resurrection, we might as well just eat, drink, and be married because you might as well do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. No responsibility because you're not going to ever have to face God or any accountability anyway. Mm-hmm. Where when you realize, no, there, there's another life, it gives you motive to me it's motivation for, oh, sure. for living right and yeah. plus it's hope it's not like i lost him and, I'm, and it's a it's a pure loss i mean i'll never see him again never know him again to me that they live on and like even when the samuel came back because Saul called him back and mm-hmm. and the prophet comes back mm-hmm. and okay he was still alive 
you know. Mm-hmm. Then Jesus Christ said, you know, you're all mistaken. It says he he's not the God of the, the dead but the living. It says he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Jacob. He still is. Mm-hmm. Not he was. He mm-hmm. is because there's still a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of comfort there. Yeah. 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 The tomb is empty. Right. Tomb is empty. Right. And it's gained in verse, this is a verse that you shared with me that I, I really appreciate it. You know, when I talked to you at that one meeting we had and, and you know, about your wife, cause I wanted to pass on my condolences and you said, Hey, it's, she gained, man, she gained. Yeah. And yeah. it made me, that's why this verse is in here. Okay. Because of what okay. you said to me that day and uh, Philippians one twenty one, Yeah. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Yeah. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Right step in the right direction and um so you know we have hope in him right we have hope in in jesus christ and so we look to him right he's the author and the finisher of our faith right you know, he started the work he's able to perform and able to complete it so all we have to do is trust in him and the bible tells us to endure to the end right you know occupy till i come so, right so, so for you to live is Christ, for her to die was gain. Yeah. So you still live for Christ, like you said. You're occupying yourself. You're mm-hmm. doing things. You're keeping busy. You still you don't quit because mm-hmm. your spouse dies. You keep moving. You keep helping people. Don't you keep give doing up. The, don't give up. Don't right? give up. Keep, right. keep on uh, believing. Keep trusting, and and keep holding on. And I think it's okay. I mean, for I've never been one that I'm not against grief. I'm not against people crying. I'm not. One, I've always thought it was a little bit, I, this is my humble opinion, a little bit insincere if you don't allow people to be upset sure. when they're upset. Yeah, people yeah. are upset. I lose my wife. I'm going to be upset. Don't tell yeah. me I can't be. You yeah. know, yeah. Don't tell me yeah. that I shouldn't be. I remember when my dad died, uh, they they told me they, they wanted to see more emotion from me. That's what they told me at church, which <laughs> my, my feeling was church isn't about my dad dying. Church about Christ, church about, I'm not going to turn it into. I said, just because I, you don't know what I'm feeling. Like, you have no idea what I'm going you through. You really don't know what I mean. You don't know. And, like, feeling. why are you assuming mm-hmm. just because I don't show it to you doesn't mean I'm not upset about it? You know what right, I'm saying? And right. I, I'm like, hey, don't expect me if I had a misty moment during a song in church. Like, I'm going to stand up there and tell you all that because mm-hmm. I'm not going to mm-hmm. because that distracts from. You know what I'm saying? Like what what I'm supposed to be talking about. So I didn't want, just because I didn't want to show it or make other people live it with me, didn't mean I wasn't grieving or I wasn't upset. And I was, that was one thing I think I had a hard time with when my dad passed away. You did his funeral? No, I couldn't. Oh, okay. Okay. I I did it the committal. Okay. My brother spoke at the funeral, my twin brother, but my dad asked me to do it. I should have done it, to be honest with you, Mm -hmm. because the guy who did it was okay. Mm -hmm. Um, It didn't really go that great from our perspective. Uh, I think that uh, I'm just too emotional. I was just too upset. So, I mean, that broke my heart that my dad died. You know, that was a hard thing for me to go through. And it would be like some days you'd be pulling out the driveway and it would just hit you like a thunderstorm in the summer. It just blew out of nowhere and all of a sudden you're upset about it. And then you get through it and you'd be okay, mm-hmm. you know, for a while. And then another time it really hits you. And I still miss him. I it still might be w- a song. It might be yeah. something you hear, yeah. something you see. Um, and, and it's a process. Grief right. is a process, right. you know. And so. But you can't tell someone how to grieve. You can't. You can't. Even though I know they, they meant well. But, you know, well, you don't seem upset. It's like, it doesn't matter what I seem like. Mm-hmm. I'm a guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know. It doesn't mean that. I don't have strong feelings about it. It just means 
I just wanted to keep it to myself. And that's okay if that's what I want to do. Like, I don't have to. I'm not one of those people. I don't need to share all that. Right. We'll talk about right. it. I didn't cry when my dad passed. When my mom did pass, I, I cried. Right. You know, but um, um, my, my father, I didn't cry until I guess it was about, I don't know, I would think uh, at least uh, five years. Right, and then one day, it hit you. I the clear, but yeah, it hit me. And my wife says, "What's the matter?" I said, "I miss my dad." Yeah, you know, and 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 I cried, and and I released that. Right, you know. Um, so yeah, you oh, yeah, I had no problem shedding tears when my dad died. I mean, we all were. I, yeah. He had four boys. All of us were like, man, we we went in and looked at him and that casket whoo mm. man that was that was hard on every one yeah, of us yeah. and you all i want to be honest with you all i wanted was to get through it mm-hmm. i just i wanted that funeral over and then they had another one because he was a pastor so they had another so i had to go to two i had to do it twice yeah so i had to go to the service the committal and then i had to go to a sunday night and it was like enduring it like i had to endure it because you don't want to be around people, you know what I'm saying? Because you're mm-hmm. you're upset about it, and for mm-hmm. me at least. Yeah. So I realize, you know, how hard it is for families sometimes to stand there at that, you know, what we do, we march people by them at this, you know, the calling hours, mm-hmm. and I'll tell them at times, look, it's just hard. You know, yeah. you're going to yeah. get through it. I got through it, and you're mm-hmm. going to get through it. We all get through it, but yeah. I, the, it is yeah. hard, and they all make it. Everyone makes it. Everyone does it. I've never had anyone who didn't do it. Mm-hmm. who didn't make it through the funeral yeah they all made yeah. every single person including myself we all made it mm-hmm. but it didn't mean it wasn't hard right you know right. To, to make it but yeah. the thing that i think that gave me the most comfort with my dad is second corinthians 5 9 it says so we make it our goal to please him whether we are at home with the body or away from it and that verse made me so happy because whenever i would be upset i would think about that i'm like yeah but my dad always wanted to serve god he was a minister for the last 20 years of his life. He was one too. I mean, he didn't start in ministry. He went mm-hmm. to ministry when I was in uh, my junior, well, when I was in college, actually, is when he mm-hmm. started. So he wanted to serve. And it made me happy to know he was still serving. Because a lot of people, they feel like, I've heard this so many times, I don't want to go to heaven, it's boring. And so I'll ask him, <laughs> I'll say, is earth boring? No. I said, well, who made earth? God. Right. Mm-hmm. Who made heaven? God. Like the same God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, if it's not boring, why would heaven be boring? Right. It's right. not going to be. I said, is because I think they think that they're going to be sitting in the most boring church service they've ever been in their entire lives for like a billion years straight. <laughs> and they must have some like odd conception. Like I'm sitting on a cloud playing a harp, which I don't want to play because we have these weird, weird ideas we get in our head of what heaven's going to be like. And this one really helped to clarify me because he said he, I'd serve God. I'm going to serve God here. I'd serve God there. He's still going to be doing something. Mm-hmm. And so my dad liked to do stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing something. He's not just mm-hmm. sitting around bored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Enjoying, enjoying the presence of, of, of the Lord. Right. Yeah. So there's, there's hope. Right. Right. Yeah, we have that hope. So your wife's happy. Yes. I, I tell anybody, um, if, she, if they gave her an opportunity to come back, Right, she wouldn't do she it. She wouldn't do it. No. She wouldn't want to be. She wouldn't want to come. Who would want to come back to? Right. You know all this chaos that's going on in the right. world right now. There's plenty of it too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I appreciate you coming in and uh, sharing time you with us. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I was like I said, I enjoy seeing you at the pastors. 
meeting. I mean, I'm glad you're in our group. I'm yes. glad you're one of us. And, mm. you know, we can get together and do these things. And I'll have yeah. you come on again sometime. We'll talk Appreciate about other it. stuff. Appreciate it. So, yeah. all right. Thanks for having me. Isaac Chappelle, the blessing to have him here. We hope you guys have an awesome and a fantastic week.